you down to Pine Ridge for another visit with Lum and Abner. Brought to you by the makers of Horlicks, the original malted milk. Have you ever had this experience? You walk into a store and you say to the clerk, a package of Horlicks, please. All right, says the clerk, but why Horlicks? Try our brand. It's much cheaper and every bit is good. Save your money. Well, that sounds like a good idea at the time. So what do you do? You buy the imitation. And pretty soon you'll find out it wasn't such a bargain after all. It has a peculiar flavor, not much quality, and does not give the results you expect from malted milk. So next time you insist on Horlicks, and you get it. So be prepared. If the clerk says, try our brand, have your answer ready. Say, I want Horlicks, and I want what I ask for. Horlicks, the original malted milk. You know, for flavor, quality, and results, Horlicks has no equal anywhere. And now let's see what's happening down in Pine Ridge. Well, yesterday, some new interest was created in the Great Western Sterling Silver Mining Company, of which Lum is president and general manager, when a stranger arrived in Pine Ridge and purchased three shares of stock in the mine. The stockholders now believe that the stranger, Mr. Donahue, must have some inside information about the mine. And as a result, they're all feeling much better about their investment. As we look in on our friends today, we find Abner over at the Cuddleston store discussing the matter. Listen. Yeah, I feel a heap better about the mine now since that feller Donahue's bought some stock in it. Hell, by looking at him, he's a pretty smart feller. Yeah, I can't understand that. A man like that come all the way out here to buy $100 worth of stock. Why, it must look like a pretty good proposition to him or he wouldn't have did it. Yeah, but he didn't ask Lum a thing about the mine till after he'd already bought the stock. No, no. <laughs> I reckon old Lum just had his soul to him before he knowed it. That Lum is an awful good seller. Well, he didn't have to sell that fellow to Edna. He acted like he'd already buy it when he got here. Yeah, yeah, he did. Just reach down in his pocket and peel off a hundred dollars there. Did you see that row of bills he was a-packing on him? No, I didn't notice it. Big enough to choke a cow. I bet he's got more money than he knows what to do with. I wanted to see, Lum, and find out where the fellow's from. Well, I don't think he ever said, but uh, I've just got a notion that he's from somewhere out there in Arizona. More likely, he saw the mine and knows it's just chuck full of silver. That's the reason he wanted to get some stock in it. Well, it seems to me, though, if he figured the mine was that good, why, he'd want to invest more than just $100 in it. He said he had a big roll of money. Yeah, that's right, ain't it? Well, maybe he figured that $100 worth will make him as much as he wants. See, Lum give him three shares for $100. Yeah, I know he did. Well, I believe he'd have paid the regular price, fifty dollars a share for it. Lum just asked it. Well, you know, Lum is just anxious to make a sale so as he could get that hundred dollars to pay Grandpappy Spears back what he'd invested in the company. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty nice, old Lum too. The Grandpappy sure needs me. Yeah, he only comes Lum up right there in front now. Yeah, <laughs> look there. He's got on his Sunday suit. He's been wearing it every day ever, ever since Evelina come back. <laughs> Hey, him and Evelina's got up quite a case, haven't they? Oh, I never seen nothing like it. Had Cedric drive a store three times by the schoolhouse yesterday and blow the horn so as he could wave to her. 
Well, howdy, Lom. Come on back. Gentlemen, gentlemen. <laughs> By George, you're going dressed up there lately, aren't you, Lom? Yeah, I reckon I am a little bit. <laughs> Cutter in my position, the old president and all the big mining companies got to got to go dressed up. You're sure that Evelina coming back to town hasn't got anything to do with it? Nah, I know you'd say <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Swan, did you the terribly sanded Joshua feller? No, that's all right, Lum. I don't blame you one bit. Evelina's a mighty fine girl. Yeah. yeah. She sure is. Oh, yeah. Sure go. Fine a little woman has ever drawed breath, I know. She's a jewel. A jewel. She's went into the county seat with some of the scholars today to help them buy their books. <laughs> she schooled on opening an official deal tomorrow. Yeah, Pearl come home yesterday with a long list of books that she's got to buy. Dogus hit banker up the government trying to keep a youngin' in school these days and time. Well, the more books they got, the more the teacher can learn them, I figure. Well, these youngins ought to appreciate what their folks are doing for them. They're making lots of sacrifices to send them to school. Yeah, sort of along the lines I'm making my talk on tomorrow, too. What talk? Why, Evelina wanted me to make the scholars a little speech in the morning at the school opening exercises, so yeah. I told her I'd do it. That's right. I'm supposed to be down there in the morning, too. Yeah, all the school board's supposed to be there. And uh, mamas and papas are the scholars, too, of course. Well, I'd love to go, but I'll be dead blamed if I want to go down there and sit through that speech of yours again, Mom. You give it for the last ten years. Well, this is a brand new one, though. Just while ago, wrote it. It's uh, sort of a lesson to the scholars, what I'm talking about. Yeah. I've got it here in my pocket. Uh, what's it about, Lum? Oh, I don't know. Nothing in particular. Kivers might not everything, you might say. It's sort of on order of that, and I give it the uh, commencement exercises at the end of school last spring. Well, sir, now there's something that I never could understand. Having a commencement exercises at the end of school. Looks to me like you just got it right square backwards. <laughs> Well, let's hear your speech, Lum. I might not get over there in the morning. Well, I ain't learned it by heart yet. I'll have to sort of read it all. Oh, my goodness. Is that all speech there that you got, Lum, that stack of paper? Well, these is my notes. Well, Different man. subjects I aim to talk on. Well, if them's just your notes, why, you'll be talking that all day if somebody don't stop you. <laughs> that does look like you got quite a lot there, though. Yeah, well, I did just come coming to me, and I just kept setting them down. <laughs> First thing you know, I read up a whole tablet for them. Want to be sure and tell them all you could that one time, huh? Sure, you know, I don't get to talk to them very often. No, it? but when you do, you make up for lost time, I'll say that. Um, I dog as you can stand and talk longer than every one man I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah, it never dashes me none to get up and... In front of no kind of gathering and do out loud talking. <laughs> Some fellas get up there and sort of catch their breath like a young Indian swimming out of season. Never bothers me none. Now, I'll say it don't. Might bother the audience out there, but it never bother you. Well, go ahead, read it, love. Well, it starts out here, um, yeah. Good morning, scholars and friends. Good morning. Oh. The harp strings of memory strike a tender chord as I come back again to the little schoolhouse I love so well, and in which is the scholars whom I love so it's well. It's the same old speech. You can't fool me, Lum. I've heard you give it a hundred times. Well, it's sort of like it in spots, yeah, starting out here. Well, let him go ahead and read it, Adner. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's see where we're going. As I stand up here on this platform this morning and look out over your bright and shiny faces. This is afternoon, Lum. Uh, this is speech he's going to be giving in the morning. Oh, yeah. 
As I stand up here on this platform this morning and look out over your bright and shiny faces, it brings back fond memories when I was a scholar in dear old Cloverleaf School District number 186. Yeah, fooling me one bit. I've heard all that before, too. Times have changed since I was a little bar-footed boy sitting out there amongst you, studying my lessons and trying to improve myself. I never dreamt that someday I'd be standing up here on this platform before you as president of the school board to welcome you to this opening day of school. It just goes to show... It's a small world after all. Now, how did you know that come in there? Well, I've heard it enough. I ought to know. <laughs> Go ahead, Lum. You're doing fine. Hey, you can stop anywhere there, and I'll finish it for you. As you go out into life to grasp the skirts of happy change. May your stream of life unruffle, Ron, and the roses bloom without a thorn. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. I thought I'd get you there. I've changed that part of it. Oh. Thank you. Smart. Listen to this. As you go out into life to grasp the skirts of happy chance, just recollect that old lettered saying that honesty is the best policy. Well, I'll be dead blamed. There's going to be a lot of them just think you forgot your speech right along in there where you changed it, Mom. Listen to this. Who was the father of our country? Who was it that went and told his father when he cut down the cherry tree and admitted to it? George Washington. Abner, will you please hash up till I get done? Well, that's who it was, wasn't it? Yes, of course it was. <laughs> you ought to give me a head mark on that. Now, I'm going to give you a head mark here indirectly. This stick of wood laying there on the floor. Now, just hash <laughs> up. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Let's see here. Yeah, always be like him, little George Washington. Always be honest and upright in your dealings. Yeah. So that when that one great score comes to mark again your name, he writes not whether you won or lost, but how you played the game. I'm proud to say that I owe my success to always being honest and upright with my fellow man. Well, now you changed that up some right into there. Took some out and put some in, sort of like a woman making over old dress. I tell you, my young friends, it's a sight of comfort when a man gets up to my age and can turn and look back down the highway of life with its many twists and turns of temptations and tribulations right. to know in his own heart that he has wronged not any man. Little do you realize it now, but here in this little schoolhouse you're preparing yourself by building characters uh, that will be strong enough to go out into this world of ours and withstand the many pitfalls of life. Oh, man. But remember that old Eddard saying, he who steals my pocketbook steals nothing, but he who steals my good name steals the most precious of all my possessions. And now, wait, before wait, wait, I close... Here comes your friend Donnie, you up out there. Huh? Donnie. Oh, yeah. I go. I, I bet he's coming back to buy some more stock. Huh? Well, that's about what he wants. <laughs> yeah. I told Yeastie he appeared to be awfully interested, even after he bought them three shares from me. Asked me all sorts of questions about the company. Well, sell him mine if he'll buy it. Yeah, sell him oh, it. come in, sir. Yeah, how do you do, sir? Hello there. Come right in, Mr. Donahue. Glad to see you. Yeah, here, here. Take my chair, Mr. Donahue. Yeah. Oh, no, thank you. I want to see Mr. Edwards privately. Well, these fellas here is both my friends, Mr. Don Hughes. Anything you've got to say, it's all right in front of them. Well, I'm afraid I have some bad news for you, Mr. Edwards. Bad news? I've stayed over an extra day in hopes that I would find that I was wrong about it, but, uh, well, I'm with the Department of Justice, sent here to investigate the sale of stock in the Great Western Silver Company. I regret that I'm forced to place you under arrest for violation of the Blue Sky Laws, the sale of fraudulent stock. 
Lum delivers that address on the subject of honesty and its virtues. It'll have to be through the bars of the Pine Ridge Jail. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let me remind you of something. A fine way to help children from getting too hungry or too tired when at school or out playing is to let them carry a supply of Horlicks tablets. Horlicks is made from rich, full cream milk and the finest wheat and barley. Wholesome, nourishing, and energy-giving, Horlicks tablets satisfy without spoiling the youngster's appetite for regular meals. That's why so many mothers prefer them to sweet, more filling things that are hard to digest. What's more, these tablets are the self-same ones that many athletes, golfers, racing motorists, and others use to keep themselves alert and on the go. So by all means, get some for those youngsters of yours. You have a choice of two flavors, you know, either natural or chocolate. Children like them both. This is Carlton Bricker, speaking for Lum and Abner and Horlicks, who now bid you all goodbye until tomorrow at the same time.